0: Hello, one and all. It is me, Stephanie. And before we start to set our soul free, I want to remind you to don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Click the like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to hit the little notification bell so you know when new videos post. As always, I know we won't always agree and that's okay. Man wasn't meant to always agree with one another. That's what makes our world that God created unique, because everyone has a difference of opinion, and I'm okay with that. Leave your comments so we can keep the conversation going. Remember, it's not about me. It's about you. It's about our youth. It's about setting our souls free with me, Stephanie. So let's get into it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Wherever you are, in whatever part of the country you may be living in, I greet you and say thank you for blessing me with your presence. It is time to set your soul free with me, Stephanie. So let's see what we can be blessed with today. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Wherever you are, whatever part of the country you are in, I greet you. And it is now time to set your soul free with me, Stephanie. This will be probably lengthy because it took me a week. Anybody who knows me knows I do research if I'm going to talk about something in particular because I want to make sure we have the facts. And then on top of that, I want to make sure that you have the resources that I have so you can look at it for yourself because I am an advocate of don't always go by what someone says. And that's whether they're in the pulpit, the White House, the outhouse, wherever. Don't go by what somebody else says because you're going to have to be held accountable. You need to learn for yourself. With this, we're going to talk about what's wrong with being different. Reason being is this topic is one of the reasons why when I speak to people like with the podcast or here on Wisdom, I never tell you next week we're going to talk about such and such. Or in two weeks, we're going to talk about I don't do that because God has other plans. Like it was my intention to talk about something else a week ago. But then this with the gender affirmation crap that's been going on popped up. Life took over. Well, what I had to talk about had to take a back seat because remember my genre is youth and young adults. I'm the one that is speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves or are not speaking loud enough to be heard. So they need someone to, to fill in the gap for them. That is what I do. So I'm also that one who has no problem with everybody being on the left. And I'm the only one that's sitting on the right. Well, cause I'm the one that's thinking outside of the box. I'm asking the questions you should be asking, but you're not because you want to run with everybody else and do and say what everybody else is saying. So we're going to talk about what's wrong with being different. And it comes from Romans chapter 14 verses 10 through 12 that says, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Why Dost thou set at naught thy brother, for we shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. That last part is the part we as humans keep forgetting. So then every one of us, doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, non-denominational, non-binary, LGBT, it does not matter. Every single breathing soul is going to have to hold himself accountable. To God. So these people that are falling in these groups because they don't want to be singled out, they don't want them to to pick on them because they didn't join over here, even though they don't believe and they don't agree with what they're doing and what they're saying, because they cannot speak for themselves or because they're too afraid. Now you're gonna be held accountable for that when you stand before the Lord, because the Lord's gonna be like, you knew what they were doing was wrong and you still chose to do it anyway. You're gonna be held accountable for that. So with this introduction, as children of God, we are not to judge, but love one another. God made us all different for a reason. Being different gives different perspective on things. It gives new ideas, fresh solutions. It keeps the world we live in from being boring and mundane. A lot has changed from Jesus' time and he knew it would. But what remains the same is our love for another. The instructions left for us remain the same. And ye be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That's from Ephesians 4 and 32, which means somebody does you wrong. You're supposed to forgive them. If you can't forgive them, then why should God forgive you? Because how many times have we done something that we shouldn't have done and we done something that made him upset, but we come back to him crawling on our knees begging for forgiveness. But you can't forgive your fellow man for something even minimal. That's not even in the same stratosphere as what you've done to God, but you can't forgive them, but you expect God to always forgive you. So we being many are of one body in Christ and every one member, one of another. That's Romans 12 and five, which means it does not matter if you're gay, straight, non-binary, transgender. It does not matter. We're still one body in Christ. It don't matter if you want to disown the left arm because the right leg says it don't matter. You still one body, whether you acknowledge the other parts existence or not. You're still one body. Regardless of race, religion and now especially gender, we are still one body with Christ. It is not for us to criticize someone else just because we don't agree, like or understand why they do what they do. We are to love regardless and support however we can those in need of our support. Turning our backs to them is like turning our backs on God. How would we feel if God turned his back on us for the choices we made that he did not agree with or understood why we made that decision? Now, in that retrospect, God knows why we do what we do. He may not always understand why we do what we do, but he knows what we're going to do before we do it. Now, I train the thought as to why. Who knows? But how would we feel if God turned his back on us because we did something that he didn't like, that we did something that he didn't agree with? How would we feel? But yet still, it's okay to turn your back on these people of the love community because you know I call them the love community because I don't want to mess up the acronym. And there's more to the acronym than they give, add the acronym for. It's like a catch-all, but I don't want to leave nobody out. So I call them the love community. Why? Because they love everybody. Despite you trying to now erase them out of the law books, you trying to erase them basically out of existence, they love anyway. And they come stronger because they are determined you will not ignore them. That's why I love them so much. I love them so much. But just because the love community is now here, now you want to act like they don't exist. Now you want to take things away from them that everybody else can have. But when it comes to them, nope, you can't have it. Why? Our children today, children today are angry, depressed, and confused, and no one wants to help them. Our children are faced with so much more now than ever before. Now you got this new thing passed about this dumb third grade thing. So our children are being penalized for what the Board of Education did couldn't provide. Now, as an educator... When I had to do my field work, I was in an elementary school. I was there when the teacher had her lesson plans put out and all of a sudden they get thrown in something from the district and they now have to teach the kids. They haven't had time to go over the material themselves. The kids didn't have time to ask the right questions. You only had X amount of time to get it done. 10, 15 minutes. And that's including going over the lesson, 10, 15 minutes done, moving on. But you want to penalize them when it comes to the English or whatever the, the rule is for now But you want to penalize the children for what the Board of Education cannot do. Teachers can only do so much. You know, if you want the teachers to be effective, if you want the teachers to teach our children, give them what they need to do it. Don't have them have a lesson plan together as soon as they walk in the door that morning. Okay, I'm going to just scratch that and do this. And they got maybe 10, 15 minutes, a morning break to understand what it is enough so they can teach it to the kids. But then the kids don't have the same amount of time. To ask questions to make sure they're comprehending what they're being told. But you want to penalize the children, which is also penalizing the parents. My question is, I want to see how long this going to last. Because this ain't going to last long. Because you already got children left and right. You already got parents already upset. Saw on the news this morning about this little girl that was an honor roll student the whole year. But now she has to go to summer school because she didn't do well on that test. Well, what does that tell you about, about the teacher? If she can do good and be honor roll all year but then go score below average on this test. That's not her fault. That's in the testing. What are you testing? Are you testing what they're being taught? Or are you borrowing this from another school district like Schoology and throwing it on our kids and expecting them to catch on like everybody else? This is going to come up again, so pay attention. When when I heard the law or whatever they want to call it come out, I already knew this wasn't going to fly. You're going to penalize a third grader? Keep your mind on that. But now along with that, you got the hormones that are wild as they're trying to figure out who they are and how they are different from their peers. Now add in their gender identity and you have a whole new set of questions. They don't understand. Now us in the older generation need to come to grips that times have changed and how our parents used to talk to us about life, love and relationships is more involved In more detail now, growing up, you were taught about the birds and the bees because there was the bird, there was the bee. There was no middle ground. There was no person hiding in wait. Nothing. Bird, bee, talk about it, move on. Can't do that now. And you can. Now, let's get something straight. We knew there were gays and lesbians back in the 70s and 80s. Okay, 70s. I was born in the 70s. We knew they were there in the 80s and the 90s. We knew they were there. We went to school with them. Didn't bother us none. They were cool just like we were. Somebody tried to get on them. We jumped on them. You're not supposed to talk about our friend like that. So we knew they were there. No big whoop-de-whoop. Didn't bother us. Everybody was fine. Social media, on the other hand, has warped so many people's minds that everybody is turning against them. You're treating them like they got the new plague that that there's no cure for. I mean, the way they're being treated... Like, they shouldn't exist. I mean, really? Just because they're different? Just because they chose to go a different path that made them more comfortable with who they were? That's a problem? I tell my people in love community, that's, that's not your problem. That's their problem. That's something they need to take up with their love when they go to bed at night. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Long as you are happy with who you are. Long as you are comfortable in the body that you're in. That's all that matters, because if you're not noticing, the problems come when you have these teenagers and these children confused. Now they're bringing weapons to school. Now they're fighting. Now they're planning these death threats. They're doing all this bullcrap because they're confused because nobody is talking to them. They're asking the questions, but nobody's giving them any answers. Why? But then you want to know why Sally decided she was going to shoot up the school. You want to know why Billy, you walk in Billy's room and he done hung himself because they're asking questions. Obviously, they need help. And depending on the age, how they can ask for it, even as adults, some adults still don't know how to ask for help. You know, they may throw little cues out there to get you to ask the right question so they can open up. But when you're a child, how do you know what to do? You're going through this new thing. Your hormones are changing. Things are going to your head. You're noticing your body's different than everybody else's. You're noticing that you don't feel right. But you don't understand why. So how can you express that in a question if you yourself don't understand what it is that you're feeling? And adults are not talking to them. They're not. If it was a simple boy-girl question, you probably sit down there and tell them you need to be safe. Diseases kill. But when it comes to a gay question, a lesbian question, a transgender question, even a non-binary question, all of a sudden we ain't got time for them. Now you ain't going to answer them. You're going to send them to social media to find an answer. And then you wonder why they're more confused than they are now. So how would you respond to a young person that you knew that came and asked you for advice because they feel they may be gay, lesbian, or transgender? How would you, would you criticize them, try to understand them, Or try to support them because you know they're scared themselves. My answer, because I've done it, is B and C. Criticizing is not in my vocabulary. What am I going to criticize you for? Because if I criticize you, I might as well criticize me. Because Lord knows I'm not perfect. I'm not nowhere close. Like I said, I've had to do this. Had a young lady come to me thinking that she was a lesbian because she loved a friend of hers. Who also claimed they were lesbian. Now come on, we're talking about fourth, fifth graders. What do they know? So that's what she thought. So I'm like, okay. So I asked her simple questions. But do you feel this way about her? Do you feel about her in this way? And all the answer to the question was no. Well, then you're not. It's just that you love a friend that's a female. And I'm telling you, I love several women that are females. A lot of them, a lot, really. You know, they've been inspirations to my life. People that I look up to. Love every last one of them. But that's the extent of my love. That does not make me a lesbian. This is the kind of questions we need to answer for these children. They're thinking they're this because nobody will talk to them. They go on thinking that's what they are and they're not. And now they're more miserable than ever, but they done probably got so far into it. They now don't know how to get out. So not only do they not know how they should feel about their gender. Now they don't went too far when they found out that's really not what they were feeling. And now they don't know how to get back out. And could this have been avoided? Yes. If somebody just talked to them. So let's talk about transgender defined. So what does it mean? It's hard to hate, disagree, or even support something. And you don't know what it means or what it pertains to. We're so quick to jump on a bag wagon to support this group or to dislike this group or to ban this group. And we don't even know what we're supporting or banning for. We're just jumping on the bandwagon because a whole group of people don't like them for the same reason. They mentioned one or two things. Well, I don't like that. Why would they be doing that? Well, you know what? I'm going to jump on this bandwagon with them. And you don't even know what you're hating this group for. So on a human rights campaign site, which I have all these sites listed on the blog so you can read these for yourself. They have a glossary of terms when it comes to the love community so we can read for ourselves what each word means. So they define transgender as an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex they were assigned at birth. Being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. Therefore, transgender people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual or etc. Okay, But did you hear that part? Did you hear it? It says being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. It means just because somebody says that they're transgender does not mean it's a man trying to be a woman or a woman trying to be a man. It just sat there and told you it does not imply any specific sexual orientation. That means I could be transgender if I wanted to. because it's whatever you identify yourself with. That's it. That means it has nothing to do with the way they dress. It just has to do with how they identify themselves. Society has us to believe it as a male dress as a female and vice versa, but that is not the case. This definition just told you, that's not what it means. It just depends on how they identify themselves. Pay attention to being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. That brings us back to the Covenant shooting. When they mentioned that Audrey was transgender, they started jumping on the bandwagon or of she was taking hormones. That's why she was doing it. It's been proven that hormones where in research to say hormones have done that because if that's the case, all of us should be walking around here psychotic if it's a hormone imbalance kind of thing. It said nothing about that child taking any hormones. Not at all. It just said it has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. She was born a she. She preferred male pronouns and she was transgender. That does not mean that she was gay. It did not mean that she was a lesbian. It did not mean the dog gone fine. It just meant that she wanted to refer to in he pronouns. That's it in male pronouns. That's all it meant. That's it. But s- social media, society, the way <sighs> the way the internet has has our kids thinking it's it's either this way or this way. There's like there's no gray area. When obviously being transgender, there is. Has nothing to do if you're gay, straight, nothing. It just depends on how you identify yourself. So I can say I'm transgender and I want you now to start calling me he. Every time you address me, he. Although my name is still Reverend Stephanie M. Rogers, I want you to start addressing me with male pronouns. Transgender. Am I gay? No. Am I a lesbian? Nope. Am I bisexual? Nope. Because according to this definition of a transgender, I can call myself whatever I want to be. Queen Moonface on the planet Jupiter. I can call myself whatever I want to be. That had nothing to do with my sexual orientation. Not at But social media, society, news, everybody else is making our youth think that it's either this way or that way, and it's not. And that's where the confusion comes in. And even though they're trying to ask questions, nobody is answering them. So you got more kids more depressed because according to what they're reading and what they're feeling, this is what they are when actually it's not. And if an adult just answered their question, they would have known that. With my ministry, I depend on my youth and young adults to keep me informed on what's going on. And they do. Things that are going on, I'm, I'm aware of. Which is why I have things that I talk about when it deals to the youth and young adults. Because who else is going to do it? Nobody. Or who else is going to do it that doesn't have a personal agenda? Nobody. Or who else is going to do it that's going to actually listen to the problems that they're having and offer them a solution? Nobody. The youth and young adults I talk to just want somebody to hear them. God probably to have told them what they needed to do. But just like adults, we just need to talk it out with another person face to face. Get the frustration out. Get the confirmation so we can do what we need to do. That's all our young people want. They really don't want opinions from us. They can deal without their opinions. They just want somebody to listen. You want to know what's going on. You're sitting up here fighting for our cause, but you're not fighting for our cause. You're fighting for yours. Because what you're fighting for has nothing to do with what we're going through. That's why I said, everybody here on the left, I'm the sole survivor that's sitting on here on the right. Ain't got no problem with it either. Because I'm going to talk about the things that nobody else wants to talk about. I have no problem with that. I'm used to being by myself. I like being by myself. Because when I get in trouble, there's nobody else I can blame but me. I may argue with myself about it, but I can't blame nobody but myself. Got no problem with that. And I love teaching that to my young people, that it's okay not to be in a crowd. You don't have to be in a crowd. Being in a crowd gets you in so much trouble. That's why I got so many phobias now as an adult. I can't do large crowds. I can't do dark places. I can't do places where there's only one exit. It's been so much that I've been through growing up younger that I have phobias of now. And the biggest one is being in a crowd. I cannot do it. And I tell my young people, you do not have to have a group of friends because trust and believe the group of friends will all get in trouble together. Been a part of that, too. Anybody who knows anything knows that it is harder to prove yourself innocent once you've been accused of being something guilty. Meaning if you're in a group of people and one of them accidentally, all of y'all going to get in trouble. Because they got to pick out who the ding is out the whole group. So everybody is guilty until they pick through and figure out who who the dum-dum is. And it's so hard to prove to somebody that it wasn't you than it is to prove to them that it was. So I tell my young people, don't be in a group. That's why one of the things I always tell them, be mindful not only of who you hang around, but who you let hang around you. Because it's not always for the good. I always got in trouble. Why? Because the hood rats I hung around knew if trouble broke out, I was a scapegoat. Took about maybe the second time for me to catch on what they were doing. But I was a scapegoat. Why? Because Stephanie was the goofy one. She was a class clown. She was the, everybody was neutral with Stephanie, which means if she gets called to the office, ain't nothing going to happen to her because they know how she is. She knows that. They know that's not her. They know that's not something she would do, so she won't get in a whole lot of trouble. Like I said, it took about the second time I got thrown under the bus for me to figure out what they were doing. And I'm like, you know what? Y'all got that. I'm going over here. So by the third time they tried, oh, I was ready. Nope, because this is where I was. This is who I was with. This is what I was wearing. And this is who I can vouch that I was nowhere when that happened. Which is another reason why I'm good when it comes to people coming back saying, well, I heard you said this. I'm good telling you, no, I didn't. Because I can tell you what I said when I said who was around and the reason why I came up in the first place. Had too many years of practice. Having to always get myself out of trouble because people try to put me in the middle of something so they can be free. Mm -mm. So I have no problem telling my youth it's okay to be by yourself because your true friends will come to you. You won't have to look for them. They will come to you. So. This transgender means you cannot put them in a box with everyone else in the love community. It does not suggest that they're gay, just a lesbian or even straight. It means they can identify as whatever makes them comfortable. We have to remember we are all children of God, regardless of our life choices. And as such, we should be able to communicate with each other, understand each other, stand up for each other and support each other when needed. But sadly, we don't do any of that. We don't. If it does not contort with what we want to do, how we want to do it, the way we want to do it, they don't exist to us. I have no problem staying with the love community. I don't have to be a part of the love community to support them. I don't have to be a part of the love community to advocate for them. Why? Why does everybody feel that unless you're a part of that that, that lifestyle, that's the only way you can advocate for them. That's the only way that you can support them is if you're a part of that lifestyle. No, I don't. Why I got to be part of that lifestyle to support? Wrong is wrong, regardless of who it is, what it is, or what for. Wrong is wrong. And I'm going to stand for somebody who's trying to do what is right. I'm like, regardless, they they have every right to live and breathe this polluted, demented air the same way as I do. So why am I going to sit up here and agree with taking what rights that they have, the little that they have? Why am I going to sit up here and agree to take those away from them? That makes no sense. So let's talk about this new law. And how it's bothering our youth. I get tired of people deciding what is best for me without asking me first. Just because you don't like or agree with my choices does not mean something is wrong with it. It's more disrespectful when you overstep the parent and basically take their rights to decide with their children on what is best for them. Meaning this new law with the gender affirming and all this stuff where you're trying to basically bully these doctor's offices that if you do this, this is what's going to happen. That's basically what they're doing. They're bullying the medical field that if you do this, this is what will happen. But I praise God for the medical fields that are like, no, that's not right. But it's a slap in the face to the parents, the parents who actually sat down and talked to their children, listened to what they had to say, understood, you know, took the time to understand why their child was feeling that way, because as a parent, you know, when something's off with your kid, you know, it, even if they don't tell you, you know, something is wrong. So for these parents to sit down and talk to them, figure out what's going on, let the child educate them on what they're feeling. And they're having this communication for the government to still tell them now, even though you agree with your child now, we don't agree with you either. So no, nope, we're still taking it away. Even though you say it, because once upon a time, They said the children were too young to decide that it would be the parents' decision. Well, apparently a lot of parents are like, you know what? If my child is miserable, then no. I'm going to let them do what they feel they need to do. Now that the government's like, oh, well, you didn't do what we wanted you to do, so we're going to take the right away from you too. Because that's basically what they did. They basically took the parents' right away on the mental health of their children. That's basically what they did. That's basically what they did. The government has gotten so high and mighty that they have taken the parents' right to decide what's best for their own children. To take away the rights for young people to decide what gender they are more comfortable with is just wrong. Not only that, but to make a stupid law to stop others from helping our youth find peace is asking for the violence that we've been seeing, that we know about. Children. Youth and young adults are just like toddlers. When toddlers didn't get their way, what did they do? They have a tantrum. Why? Well, because that's the only way they knew that they was angry. That's the only way you knew that they were upset. Because at that age, that's all they knew. You know, I can't get my way. I'm just going to fall out on the floor. Well, thanks to everything that's going on, including these gun laws, now our youth and young adults can have access to weapons. So if you tick them off or if they are so frustrated because nobody is listening, Now we got a whole new set of violence that we want to deal with. And of course, the government's going to slap on that they had mental issues. Well, yeah, but you caused it because you wouldn't let them do what they wanted to do to give them peace. So they're walking around with hell all bent up inside of them because the law or the government that's supposed to protect them is not letting them do what they need to do to get that inner peace. So what else can they do? All they can do is act out because they're frustrated, pent up, volcano, ready to explode. What I have on my blog is the map that shows the states that have banned gender affirming care. And once again, Tennessee is just like everybody else. Just tra la 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 behind everybody else because we can't stand alone for what's right. So the action and the reaction. What I've always said, every action has a reaction. So Tennessee knew doing this would have pushback. Or maybe they didn't think it would. I'm not an expert on constitutional law. I don't play one on TV. I don't do a voiceover to act like I'm one. I don't know nothing about the constitutional law. You know enough to actually speak on it like I know something. But if the DOJ, which is the Department of Justice, is coming for you for constitutional violations, that's not good. I don't care what you I don't care if you don't know nothing about the law itself. You know DOJ is the Department of Justice. If they're taking time out of their busy schedule to come after little old Tennessee or any other state for constitutional violations, that's not good. So there's a site that's talking about transgender Biden DOJ sues Tennessee for alleged discrimination. And what it says on there is that they're saying that their 14th Amendment rights are being violated. So for some of us who's been a a long time since we were in school to even think about constitutions and and the amendments, the 14th Amendment right says all persons born of naturalized in the United States and subject to jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges of immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive. Any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law or deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protections of the law. Which means by Tennessee going along with this gender affirming thing, they have denied these transgenders the protection they need. Now, like I said, I'm not a constitutional law attorney. They could probably go into more depth what that means. But just by reading that little part, being a paralegal, Just by reading that little part, yeah, some of their rights were denied. You can twist it how you want to, but some of their rights were denied. Some of their privileges were basically taken away. So I understand. Meaning you cannot take away my privileges because you feel like it without going through the proper legal channels and giving me a chance to speak on it on my behalf, which means you can't do this stuff and then don't expect me to say something about it. Like you can't take away my, my, my gender affirming rights, but then you don't give me a chance to tell you why I should have them. Much less you telling me dead in my face why you actually took them. You know, the, the, the legal mumbo jumbo you put on paper is one thing. It's a personal thing. It's an opinionated thing. So it's basically saying you can't do all of this without giving me my chance to tell you why I need this. Why I feel I need this. So how did this happen? The parents, I'm going to tell you how it happened. The parents raised holy hell and the government had to respond. Like I said, you can't take something like that and expect nobody to say nothing, to expect not one person to have pushback, especially these parents who lost children in the love community because of this, because they came out of the closet and they was faced with violence or because they were too scared to come out of the closet because the way the, the world is and the law and they committed suicide. So there was no way you was going to be able to do something like this. And parents of survivors or children who have passed on that were part of the love community wasn't going to say something. There was no way. And I applaud the parents because the government doesn't know what's going on in their house. The government didn't ask these parents how their child may be suffering from depression or maybe suicidal because they're not happy with their gender. I don't recall the government asking at the time to actually talk to these kids that feel that way to understand what is bothering them and how the government could actually help. Don't recall the government making any attempt to understand why a person would want to change genders at a young age, but decided to stop them from changing it. Well, guess what? They didn't stop anything. They're just going elsewhere to get it done. Like I said, I applaud those medical professionals who are like, you're not supposed to bully me into doing what you want me to do because medical professionals also have an oath that they have to go to when they go into the medical field and with the law coming in, stepping in saying this, that's probably overstepping the law. I mean the, the, the oath that they took as a medical professional. And even if it isn't, it's a moral thing. You know, the moral kicks in like that's, that's not right. Even in the sense of the word, even your reason of why you don't want to do it does not make no sense. So I applaud the medical field who has probably seen enough patients to understand what the ramifications would be. If there was no help for these young people, I applaud kudos. God bless you. So let's talk about the parents. The parents are the ones who are seeing how depressed their children are becoming withdrawing from things that brought them joy, not hanging out with their friends, not doing well in school anymore and not having to deal with the government who would rather they keep their gender preferences to themselves than being happy in their own skin, how they are being treated differently in school. How people look at them like they're the problem. How nobody wants to include them in anything and now the government is trying to act like they don't even exist because they don't understand them. The parents are the ones who have to deal with trying to support them, assuring them that the world, not them, is the problem. I don't even want to imagine what it would be like as a parent. Raising your child up, you know, the police are good, the government helps, the laws are there to help and protect, and then right there in your face. Not when it comes to your child, it's not. So now you got a child that you have noticed is withdrawn, used to be a straight A student or an A and B student, now makes C's and D's. Used to go to school every day, now skipping class having attitude issues, not mental. Let's not always go to the mental. It's not always mental, but now they're having anger issues. Why? Because depending on their age, they don't know how to express the emotions that they're going through. Now I say that because even as adults, we go through stuff as adults and it depends on how hard it hits us. We don't know how to manifest that into you know, words, you know, we can act out all day long, but we don't know how to, to put that in, in words. So think of it as a child. You're going through all these emotions already. Now you're seeing this on the news that you can't do this and you can't do that. And you see people on there spewing how much they hate your kind and you're frustrated. People in school don't even treat you the way they used to anymore. Once you came out or once they found out, one however the case may be, now you're being treated. You're being ostracized. You're not invited to things anymore. How do you think a child is going to feel? Social media made it, has made it so much that you have to have friends. Schools make it to where you must make friends. No, you don't. Because sometimes it's the friends that betray you. So the parents are seeing this and they're still trying to encourage their kids that it's the world with the problem and not them. Well, that's good because it's words. But when they walk out that door, it's the actions that speak louder. And the actions are saying that they're the problem, not the world. What is a parent supposed to do? What can a parent do when the officials they put in office have now turned coat and they're like, well, no, I don't I don't get the transgender. No, that's not that's 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 not how we are in tennis. We can't we can't have that. So now you don't turn your back on these babies and you're wondering why they're so angry. You're wondering why so many are committing suicide. So many of them depressed, going into drugs, going into alcohol, doing violent acts. And you're wondering why. And you want to throw them under the mental, they got mental issues rug. Nope. And if they do, you're the reason for it. But nobody understands that. But a parent who has a child that is part of that love community. But you got our lawmakers just making laws left and right not knowing a doggone thing of what's going on or they do. And because they're upset that their relatives or their children are that way, they're the reason why they're so gung ho to pass these laws, thinking it's going to erase something. Things are going to change something. Let me tell you something about the love community. You can kick them down. You can knock them down. You can do whatever you want to have many times you want to. They only come back stronger. Their voice is louder than you're giving them credit for. And pretty soon you're going to find that out. You got people of the love community that are doctors, lawyers, attorneys, brilliant minds, Nobel Peace Prize people. You got people in that love community that could take you down legally. If they chose to. But again, it's the love community. No matter how much you kick them, no matter how much you write them off, no matter how much you. Try to discriminate against them, they're still gonna love, but you're not gonna, you know, you will never silence them. That's what I love them for. You will never silence them. For every time you try to silence them, they get louder. And you don't understand, there is way much more of them than it is of us. Understand, way much more. So let's talk about the LGBTQ love community, as I call them. Gays and lesbians have always been around. Like I said, growing up, we had them in our schools, neighborhoods. They were everywhere and you knew it, but it didn't bother us. We were glad to call them our friends and we defended them just like anyone else in our inner circle. We did not treat them any differently because of their sexual preference. The difference between back then and now is back then they were not as flamboyant like some of the youth today. Don't get me wrong. They were proud of who they were. But back then there was no need to go all out about it. We knew. We knew, and it was it was all right with it. We knew. Today, you have so many living that lifestyle that they are not ashamed of it, and they and they should not be. They are happy, and they want the world to know they are comfortable in their own skin. That's why I love and stand with the love community. No matter how much they try to erase them, kill them, ignore them, or deny them, they come back stronger. And full of more love. You will not silence them. Like I said. You can't do it. And you certainly will not ignore them. They will not let you ignore them. you They will be seen. So like I said back then we knew who they were. We were okay with it. We were fine. Now they basically have to do what they have to do. Because you're trying to write them off like they don't exist. Well I don't blame them. Going all out showing what they look like. Some of them look beautiful. Oh my gosh. Fierce. But you can't. You you won't ignore them. They won't let you. They're way louder. They're way stronger. And there's many more of them than you all than we all know about. Trust and believe. There is a whole lot more than what we've seen. So what can we do? First, we need to listen to our young people. They're hurting, angry, confused, and all they want is to exist, to be heard, and be loved. They have questions, but nobody wants to give them answers. And when and then want to say something when they find the answers on their own. So it's like they want to ask you a question. You don't listen. So when they find the answer on their own, now you got a problem with it. Well, why didn't you answer them the first time? You knew they was going to find the answer regardless if you told them or not. These young people are trying to find where they fit in in this world, just like us. So why won't we help them? They're trying to get answers on what they're feeling, but you won't answer them. They're feeling like they're alone. Nobody wants them. Nobody understands them. No one loves them. So why come we can't show that we care? It hurts my soul when you hear about these families who basically disowned the children when they found out they were gay, found out they were transgender, found out they were cross-dressing. It hurts when you see the families disown family members. Why? Are you embarrassed because of what they've done? Why would you disown them because they finally had enough courage to come out and show who they really are? Because being cooped up, living this lie, living how you want them to live was not working. So when they finally stepped out and lived the way they wanted to live, that brings them inner peace, you shut them out. I I just, I don't understand. So you're asking me, well, what if it happens with my child? I'm going to love my children regardless of what they choose. I don't care. As long as whoever they with treats them like the kings and queens that they are, I could care less who they with. I'm not living their life. I can't live their life. I can't live through their life. My generation is totally different from their generation. And I've accepted that. I may not like it. I may not understand it, but I'm getting to understand. You know, I'm learning to understand because when it gets to that point, if it gets to that point, I want to be sure that they know they can come to me. Ask me, I will help you in every way I can to make sure you are well educated on what you are trying to do, what you are feeling. I want to make sure that you understand what you're feeling is exactly what you think you're feeling because I don't want you to go out there and say this is what you are and come to find out it's not because it's hard to backtrack once you come out there and say this is who you are. And then after a couple of months or so, you realize, no, This isn't what I thought it was. Well, it's hard to backtrack now because you already put yourself out there. So I want to make sure that when you're out there, you stay out there because that is what you wanted. That is who you are. That it was no mistake. It was no confusion. You knew this is who I am. Doggone it. This is what the world is going to see. And I have coworkers. I have friends. I have young people who live that lifestyle love them to death love them love, them, love them. and they know they can come to me ask me whatever you want me to ask come to me sometimes for counseling come to me sometimes for guidance they know that i'm gonna keep it real with them they know that i'm not gonna treat you no different than anybody else why should i we all bleed red we all living in this demonic sin thick world why am i gonna lie to you i'd rather you get the answer from me then you sit up and try to get it somewhere else and you coming back to me. And now we both confused because I'm like, where, where did you get that from No, So I love it that my young people know that they can trust and they can come to me. They got a question. I'm going to answer it. Now, depending on their age, I make it age appropriate. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. That's what I hated growing up. I come to ask you a question. And because I'm a teenager, you sugarcoated the truth. So now I'm thinking the world is this way. And then when I actually get into the world, I figured it's more violent than what you said. But you didn't tell me that. So I don't do that with my young people and they respect me for that. I'm not supposed to sugarcoat adult doggone thing. I will make it age appropriate. Middle school, I'm going to talk to you in middle school terms. High school, high school terms. Adult, you already should know, but I'll help you out if you need it. I'm not supposed to sugarcoat nothing. Because the world is not sugarcoating who you are. The world these days don't care what your age is anymore. You know, growing up they cared. They respected the elders. They respected the seniors. They respected the babies. They respected the young people. If you were not an adult, you got the respect. You got the cushioning that you needed if you know something needed to be told or if something needed to be done. They don't do that no more. They could care less what you, they could care less how old you are, what gender you are, they could care less. So let's talk about taking action. My calling was to motivate, inspire anyone, regardless of their age, religion, and especially their gender. I don't recall when God called me over 20 years ago to do what I'm doing that he says, I want you to bring more souls closer to me. I want you to help bridge the gap. I want you to motivate my children of the world, except for I don't recall an exception list of the people I wasn't supposed to help. I don't I don't recall that. I recall everything when it came to my calling vividly. That part I missed. I don't recall him saying I need you to help everybody but these people. I don't I don't recall that part at all. I don't. So I'm called to do everything I'm supposed to do. If we breathe the same air, I'm here for you. My job is to keep you motivated to do what you can do to uplift the next person and that person will uplift the next person and so on and so on. Judging is not in my vocab because I don't need nobody judging me for what I choose or not choose to do. I'm here for all who need a voice until they can find their own. Some may not like this topic, and that's okay. There's going to be a lot of people that that may not like what was talked about. That's on you. That's between you and your God. I'm doing what I was called to do. Like I said, I don't recall no exception list. I don't recall him putting in my spirit, I don't need you to advocate for these people. I don't need you to speak on this subject because of these certain groups. I don't recall that. I just recall him saying, I need you to go forth and use that loud mouth that you have. And motivate and inspire people to do what I call them to do. That's what I was called to do. According to the research from the Trevor Project, and like I said, I'm gonna have all these links so you can read this for yourself. 45% of the LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. Also with that, 60% of those youth wanted mental health care in the past year, but weren't able to get it. So our youth is doing what they need to do to get the help that they need. And then they're being denied. They want the help. They want the mental stability and they're being denied even that. What sense does that make? So why are you still judging these babies? Remember, you are doing things in your life right now that God isn't happy with either. So how would you feel if he ignored or tried to erase you? How would you feel? Now, put your mindset in the mind of a child who doesn't have that many options, who depend on adults to give them what they need, tell them what they need, provide them what they need. But the adults are the one that's taking those rights away. How would you feel? It's time for us to take action. Because just because they're messing with the transgender now, who thinks that they're not going to go into other households when they find something else they don't like? Well, since we got away with doing this with these people, let's see what we can do in this household. Let's see what we can do with households with these kind of kids, with these kind of adults, or this kind of race, or this kind of religion. You know it does not stop. You know it does not stop. History always repeats itself. Once a a legislature or a government group gets away with one thing, they keep adding to it and adding to it and adding to it until somebody finally puts their foot down and says, "Uh uh-uh, we're not supposed to tolerate that. So I call you to action to do something. You know youth and young adults. You know people in your own family. Listen to them. They're asking for help. If you don't, you're going to be the next family we see on TV trying to figure out why. I don't understand why they would do that. Well, because they came to ask for you for help and you ignore them like everyone else. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come here today to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for everything that you have done. Father, thank you for the angels and the guardian angels that are not afraid to stand in your stead. Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice, Father, that they get up and do something. Our young people are dying and they shouldn't be. Father, I pray for those of the love community, Father, that they find what they need to find the peace that they so rightly deserve. Father, I pray for those that are in the government, though I'm making the rules, Father, that the light shines, that they realize what they're doing is not right and that they take the time to get to know the ones who these laws are affecting. Father, I ask that you just watch over everyone. Father, the world is so confused. The world is so angry. Father, I pray that you wrap your arms of comfort around them to give them the biggest hug of love to show them that I have never left, but you keep inching me out. Father, I pray that you just watch over everyone. Father, pray for our youth, Father, as those that are graduating and moving on into the world, Father, that you stand with them. Because not everybody that is for them is with them. Father, I praise you. I give you all the honor, all the glory, in your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. And as always, be that light in someone else's darkness, amen, amen.